2: Hey there, welcome to the Eurostep Podcast Network post-game one. It's weird to say game one, because Bucks have been such a playoff-oriented podcast network, but this is game one of the regular season, which still very exciting, it turns out. So, I am Ty Windish. I am here, as always, with my wonderful, elated, scholastic co-host Rohan Kadi, and we are joined by the SAGE. Other co-host Jordan Tresky to break down this game Eurostep proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Uh, but Jordan Rohan, how's it going?
3: It's going good. Bucks have not lost since July. I don't remember the day. <laughs> <if they laughs> twenty twenty first. Well, it would be even more because they came back from the two zero deficit. The Bucks won. Bucks won. That's what yeah. I was trying to say. Some might say won. this season,
1: they're undefeated, never lost. Never lost. There, there it we is. go. There it is. Also, um, Scholastic? Yeah. You're,
2: it's, that's, you're a voracious reader. Yeah, it's like scholarly, but probably makes less sense.
3: Let's listen. Also a book company. Yeah.
2: And yeah. Scholastic
1: fair. book fairs oh, used
3: fairs. to be different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they're built different. That's a fair. are. <laughs>
2: Tweet the no, no smoke <laughs> emojis. Um, the Bucks did win 127 to 104. I think we can talk a little bit about the ring night ceremonies at some point. Um, thankfully, we all got what we wanted from that up front when the owners went out there. But I think just to make sure we do it, because I'm always the one who will like get nerd and be like, oh my God, Pat Cotten's finishing at the rim was so impressive. Let's go there first. And I, we are going to go there. Pat was great in this game. Let's talk about Giannis. I mean, obviously, we talked a lot, especially after the finals were over, about his career trajectory, his goat case. Eventually, someday, the rare company he's put himself in, I don't know if we here talked as much about right now, today, in the league as it is, where is he? Probably, because it's not all that interesting, right? Like, it's either 1A, 1B, 1C, whatever at least it was, I think this was a great case that Giannis made to just be one like best in the world. No ifs, ands or buts, nothing about it. 32 points, 14 rebounds, including five offensive, seven assists, one steal, two blocks, uh, took 25 shots, one for four from deep. We saw the jumper wasn't as effective, although more exciting for me, seven for nine from free throw uh, Mm -hmm. with, with a much quicker motion. So you know, Rohan, what are your thoughts on how Giannis looked and is it hard to not just be too excited to even finish this podcast with the way Giannis looks still? Like, I remember, we came into the preseason like, oh, is, is his knee going to be OK? He looks OK. He looks like
1: he's feeling all right out there. He, he does. Uh, I'll be honest. When you were saying like goat trajectory, I for some split second, I was like, are we still why are we still talking about Pat Connaughton? Why are you saying he has goat trajectory? <laughs> Listen, I got confused. People for a hear the rafters
2: like, take and they think I'm going way out of proportion. I'm not going that crazy yet.
1: Uh, but then I realized, of course, who we're talking about who was officially named also as one of the 75 greatest players mm-hmm, of all time cool. by the uh, by the NBA and their panelists. However, they're choosing it for this. 75th anniversary season, which the Bucks kicked off uh today. That was, that was, it was expected, which is wild, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's 26. Yeah. He's <laughs> <like>, on oh, <yeah, laughs> this list.
3: list. Like, he's been, he's all, sorry to cut your, no, regress, but he's only, he's, they lasted this, what, 25 years ago? He was one. He was one <laughs> years old. That's, What's crazy about this? Is is he going to
2: be the youngest player on the 75? Oh, it has to be. Right? Like, unless yeah, I believe Jokic so. ends up making it, which doesn't... I don't think I don't Jokic think he is going to make it.
3: I don't either. I, I think it's too soon for him. I mean, even though they're drafting I think he will make it
1: eventually.
2: Yeah.
3: It's not
2: now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, you never know. I mean, it's like, I don't know when they voted. Like, he doesn't he does have an MVP. You never know um, if he'll make the cut or not, but... Yeah, I mean, 20, not yet 27 year old on, on the top 75 is cool. Even if I disagree with how they're rolling out the list, but I'm sure it means everything for Giannis to be in the storied company of Hal Greer. But Rohan, your, your, your Giannis thoughts from the game.
1: Um, let's just hope uh, Adam doesn't also love Hal Greer as much as he loves Bob uh, <laughs> when he hears this. Actually, I hope he does. I hope you catch Flack for that. But it was it was incredible. It really was he picked up right where he left off. honestly, he, he really did. He looked like he was out there playing in the finals again. It was It was a little scary at first because he was taking a lot of shots and like especially early on, it wasn't super efficient. And again, it doesn't end up being super efficient. Like he gets 32 points on 25 shots, even including seven of nine from the free throw line. So it's like you could improve the efficiency a little bit, but still the numbers are incredible. It it was a little bit of scary hours right there because I was like, okay, he's playing Brooklyn. Is he about to uh, regress into Brooklyn uh, series Giannis where he's just trying to go shot for shot with KD, not going to his shots, but trying to take KD shots? And it looked a little it looked a little bit like that early, but eventually he settled into his zone. he He went back to what he does best. and like you were saying, Ty, the jumper didn't look incredible, but he was going to those shots a little bit more, which is good to see. how else are you supposed to work on it without practicing? And that's what the regular season is now for the bucks. It's just practice. So it was mm-hmm. it was a great performance. Uh, can't say enough good things. just we are incredibly lucky. I'll say that.
3: Yeah, um, I I mean it, the efficiency could surely certainly be improved, but a lot of that was like early bunnies where you know they were they, as Ty often notes the Bucks weaponized their size and cleaned yeah, up on you, the boards. He
1: had those ursan uh, style tippins. exactly,
3: and I mean the finish that he had that like Eurosep with the left hand that just kissed off the glass that went in that was. Incredible. The block on... uh Was it KD? KD? I Claxton?
1: Claxton? That... Claxton the dunk, yeah. Yes, that's right. But he, yeah, also, was... he also had a block on a KD jumper as well. Yeah. There was, was one block... The I, I It was like, yeah, it was a the Claxton the, clip
3: The very Where's... clipped
2: one earlier was Claxton, yeah. Yeah,
3: and I was just like, oh, that's some block all over again. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like... He's playing the hits. That's what it felt like. He's just playing all the hits right now. And, um... Obviously going seven for nine from the free throw line, that's great. Like, it just – there wasn't that much to really pick at, obviously, and it's game one of 82 of the regular season plus whatever else that they add on to in post. Like, he doesn't look any you know worse for wear, obviously. Yeah.
2: And I think – I would say my thought of the game was, like – I think it's even better for the best in the world case or just like his where he's at now as a player. Like a lot of the, I don't know, I don't want to say 50-50, but like a lot of the more variable parts of his game weren't there. Like he did miss some bunnies. The jumpers weren't all falling, even the mid-range shots. He wasn't getting great calls on defensively, I think, even. He had a few turnovers. Like, you know, there's some games I think when you're a player where it's just like, you know, every ball that hits Rim three times goes in and you know you get you get good calls and everything else. Giannis wasn't the beneficiary of that kind of, you know, could go either way stuff. And he was still great and dominated the game. And I think maybe my favorite stat, I know people hate this. I don't I don't hate it as much as some. Single game plus minus plus twenty-five. Like in a game where the Bucks were by halftime without five rotation players, five-ish rotation players, like they're playing Justin Robinson. Sandro mamoke um and, I mean, Wara, but I think that's that's less of a surprise. Khaled has checked in, but not till pretty late. Uh, so I wouldn't count that. But they're without a lot of pretty important players, and they dominated his minutes. Like every – I, I don't know if this is true, but it sure seemed like every run of Giannis's minutes, they won. At least they kept oh, yeah. even, but it seems like they won. And these are like against KD and Harden, and it just didn't matter. He was just better. And I thought it was funny, the early ones when he wasn't, like when he really wasn't hitting his inside stuff, I love that he weaponized the size and just started bullying. Like, personally, I don't see it with Claxton, like some others do. I don't see him as that much of a threat. I think he's a good perimeter defender. I don't think he's great. Drew, before he got hurt, and we should we should talk about Drew, but like Drew put him on skates. Uh, He wasn't shutting down Chris. And when he ends up on Giannis, that's... I mean, Giannis sees food when everyone on Brooklyn defends him, but he's just not strong enough. Like if he and Giannis yep. are by the rim, Giannis is getting every board. Like it was, it was repeated over and over. And then if you're the Nets, it's like okay, so we can't play him as the only center. It's gonna happen if that's KD out there with him. So they're playing like Claxton and Blake Griffin and LaMarcus and Millsap. You're just giving up so much on all. James events. Johnson, James Johnson too. Like
1: great point, James Johnson.
3: It's like this, this, um, I I don't know, like it's just this, this, like, goon squad that, like, James Johnson once upon a time was like a bothersome defender for Giannis. A lot of these guys were. Millsap, was once uh, an elite. Blake Griffin obviously had, yeah, yep, Millsap too. Blake Griffin had his moments as, you know, um, as we remember from the playoff series, but like, when you kind of combine it all together, it's just this weird, it just, for the next perspective, it just feels like more of a, misuse of their like personnel and tools like it's yeah. it was yeah and clax like you said that was it was a rough it. night for him all around he just yeah. he was pretty terrible i mean they
2: they just kept spamming the lot he probably ended with a solid box score line because harden threw him like 18 lobs but yeah it wasn't it wasn't effective enough it feels like they have all these big guys and none of them are big enough like you yeah. need to be bigger than this to play with Giannis since he made the shift, even though he's taken some jumpers to play more as like a big guy. If you're not big enough and fat and again, it's it's probably harsher than it probably seems harsher than realistically it is because there's so few guys in the league. But like they just have no one who is like big and a little bit mobile. Like Blake is probably still their best option on Giannis. It was really big that he resigned still not that good of an option though I don't know um Roha what were your thoughts on the Nets bigs or just the Nets personnel in general like a lot uh, one of their signings seems great the rest don't seem so great right now
1: they're just cooked they're all cooked like okay that's that might be harsh and I might be just overreacting to one game here but Paul Millsap did not look playable at all. Lamarcus Aldridge absolutely did not look playable. When, when at he all.
2: missed all those middies, I was like, okay, no. Like, that's literally his thing. Like, I, I'm, I'm
1: pulling for Lamarcus, man. I picked you to win sixth man of the year. <laughs> just, I, I like, I want I want Paul Millsap, I mean, not Paul Millsap, Lamarcus Aldridge to be good. It'd be a great story. And just, you know, it seems like a good guy. Just, it's not there. Blake Griffin does not move quick at all and the uh, the evidence for that is when he tries to like do like the jordan fake with his uh with his shot and like it doesn't move brooke lopez who's not like the quickest of foot and you're like oh that pump fake did nothing against the slowest guy on the bucks okay (laughs) so that i just described the nets big rotation the other guy nick Claxton, like you were talking about Ty. uh we we mentioned this we were talking about this with matt brooks on our uh, preview podcast he's more of a wing defender he's not really a big defender because he's not strong enough he really yeah. isn't yeah especially against the bucks it's just it's what we were talking about last year just all over again and they don't have jeff green this time that, that's it it's a really big loss. they're gonna get dominated on the glass they're gonna get bullied inside and that's the bucks path and they don't victory. have they don't have like that's i mean
3: jeff green gave five showed like he could stress the floor and make shots yes. like you're asking a lot of Aldridge, Blake, Millsap, if they all are playing in some capacity, like that's, that's a lot. Like, I, I think it comes down to like, it's just every everybody that they kind of went after in the depth signings were these names and granted, as Ty alluded to, like Peyton Mills is probably everybody that who are bucks or every Bucks they have wanted to see oh on this team proved it tonight. But like what you're seeing, like, Paul Millsap struggled the way he he was doing. Like James Johnson has kind of faded out into NBA obscurity, but once upon a time was kind of a you know he was worth a, a decent sized <laughs> contract from the Heat at one point. Like he called, they just they kind of like sought out these names, and you're just kind of like see if it sticks. And I mean, game one of you know an 82 game regular season is not gonna be representative of what happens in you know March, April, and then playoff time, but like. It was, it was very rough. Well, uh,
2: but the other, the other, I, mean, I agree. It's very easy to overreact now. But the other side of that coin is like, do you expect LaMarcus and Paul Millsap and Blake Griffin to be playing yeah, the best ball best eight months good, into the season? Yep. Like, um, no Bruce I, Brown
3: minutes or, yeah, until late. Until the very
2: end. Benbury, too, who I think – I don't know. I don't know if it matters. I mean, a lot of these guys are similar. Like they sized up at the expense of Jeff Green's scoring. But they didn't size up enough. Like, it wasn't a meaningful size up. Like, they got out-rebounded by 10 anyway, and that's even with, you know, the Bucks without Portis, who would add a lot rebounding-wise, having to play small, having to play Mamu real minutes. I think this was on the broadcast, but outside of Patty, who was 7 for 11, do you know how many shots made Millsap, Aldridge, Javon Carter, and James Johnson combined for? Uh, I'm going to get zero. Zero. None of those guys made a shot. Patty Mills was the only player on the bench to hit a field goal. Uh, I think they combined for two points. LaMarcus one for four on free throws. James Johnson one for two on free throws. Like,
3: And so, like, that can they can get away. I mean, I'm not going to say that they're going to fill it up. I mean, they have Kevin Durant, they have James Harden, you know, two of the greatest scorers. It's the fact that – One of the greatest scorers. Oh, come, scene. On. Okay. What, what, come on okay come on but you know what, you know what I'm trying to say like that is that's already good around those two it's the fact that all the sideshow stuff with you know Kyrie and he's not there and the nets are gonna uh, you know they think they're gonna be a different team when all three are on the court together it's more of a question when they all are gonna be on the court together obviously and it's yeah, it's that and to, another stat too: 16 second chance points of 13 offensive rebounds for the Bucks like they're just such a big team. And I know like, you know, obviously with Bobby hurt start the season, um, you know, injuries have kind of floated around the Bucks um, concerningly, but like they still have enough guys that go after it and really show it. I mean, guys that, like Jordan Wara was really making hustle plays today that really, you know. Um, impressed me that like they they can downsize but still have that same fight for loose balls you know making those hustle plays that frankly the nets didn't really show at all they were kind of like a step slow in any kind of 50 50 ball that came their way it did not look like the bucks were the team
2: who played a month longer um this in this game one bit to me and the team that was without five players obviously the one that Brooklyn is without is better than the guys the Bucks were without but I do think with Patty Mills playing the way he played I, I almost think the Bucks might have felt their absences more just because the depth was so tenuous I mean the Nets got to play the guys that they intended on playing, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it helped them all that much, but like that that's the team they put together. Like they weren't without many. There were, again, one guy who's quite, quite good. But when Patty Mills comes in and fills it up the way he does, I think the Bucks at least felt the absence as much just in terms of, okay, yeah, Justin Robinson's actually going to play a little bit in the third quarter. Um, and that wouldn't have happened without the fifth absence. Let's circle back to this, which – is a bummer, but seems like hopefully less of a bummer than I was kind of worried about. It's a weird way to put it. Drew Holiday leaving with a heel contusion. Uh, doctor Rohan, do you want to uh, weigh in on on the injury? <laughs> not not literally a doctor. Sorry, I, I shouldn't say that because you actually will be a doctor eventually. Oh, what? Yeah, uh,
1: future doctor maybe, Rohan. Um, That's a it's a medical title. <laughs> <laughs> it literally could be anything. It just means that there is a right heel. injury. That's literally all it means. Uh, Jordan, you were saying that Bud already mentioned that uh, they did, they conducted an MRI in arena and they came back clean, which is, which is good news. You know, they just take care of that right away. And obviously if there's any sort of injury, you're gotta, you're going to hold them out. This is game one of like a hundred. So <laughs> you're, you, you don't need to play it especially like this game at the end of the day it doesn't matter right like it's it's sure you want to win ring night you want to win the opening night but come on it's a regular season who cares so it, it's fine it was just precautionary i think drew should not really miss extended time from this but we shall see the bucks have been very very cautious with their players for good reason because they treat them so well in terms of their strength and conditioning. They do a really good job of taking care of their guys like that. So it shouldn't be a major setback for Drew, who did look incredible in this game before he went Mm. out. Like, my goodness. My goodness.
2: They saw on the broadcast, Marcus Johnson reports on the broadcast. He's working on the finishing. He made the layups, and look what happens when Drew – he also made two of four threes, but uh, he made the layups, which is big for Drew, five for five from two. Bucks had a lot of guys who didn't miss a shot from two, which really shows – I think how comfortable they are attacking Brooklyn's interior. Like a lot of guys looked very comfy going after the Nets. But Jordan, pick which one of the guys. It doesn't have to be a guy who looked comfortable. I guess that's all of them, but who should we talk about next? We got we got the sad news, we got we made fun of Brooklyn's roster, we got Giannis, we can go anywhere from here.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed.
3: Um I'm debating between the new blood, semi-new blood. Yeah. Or let's go Pat. Let's do Pat. I, I mean hitty early shots, hitty threes, I think three threes in that first quarter or something is pretty quickly. Um as you said, very comfortable driving on guys like Joe Harris, I think Kevin Durant at <laughs> I one think point. He did. <laughs> I'm still kind of um thinking if I that was a dream that I had (laughs) last night but um uh, yeah like pretty sensational like I again another guy that's kind of have to fill in for Bobby and play more of a four which as I know you talk about a lot Ty like that kind of suits him more than being just like more of a wing defender just because he is so versatile and you know it's you're basically as we saw with like PJ during the playoff run you're just like you know an innings eater at that point you're just gonna take any any shots and anything that any um you know anything your way kind of thing and yeah he looked spectacular i was surprised to see that he finished with 20 points which <laughs> not it's not often that you see him crack that um uh that mark but that's double yeah, digit
1: he, threshold not even just 20, yeah
3: like just it's like, it's <laughs> it's when you see it, it's like oh yeah it's, he's hitting threes but like it wasn't just hitting threes it was the fact that he was driving the way he, he did and looking very comfortable doing it finishing the way he did like it just he looks i think adam and i talked about a couple weeks ago but it he as far as much as we talked about like you know the the bucks kind of prospect pipeline under bud and the draft history certainly has not been strong (laughs) over the last few years the fact that they just you know he comes from portland and you know this unheralded signing and he blows up in the way he did he becomes a you know significant contributor for a championship caliber team and is looking the way he is just he's improved his game little by little each and every year that that speaks volumes in how their development and just how things kind of progress when you know continuity is built up and you're playing with the same guys and same core you know for what this is his fourth season walking now like it's it's pretty wild to see him uh, blossoming the way he has and just, you know, he he looked lights out today. This was the fourth game of Pat Connaughton's career when he scored at least 20 points. I think his
2: career wow. was 24. He did that uh, as a member of the Portland Trailblazers and managed two 20-point games last season. So
1: He uh, did what?
2: Yeah, exactly 20. I was don't any remember of them the at all. Was any of them what? During, during the, the playoffs? Oh, I didn't look at postseason that's oh, regular okay. season the,
1: start of the regular season yeah uh um, what win?
2: one of the toronto losses and a, a pacers blowout win but as you said jordan mm-hmm. four for ten from deep in the toronto loss six for seven from deep in the uh <laughs> the pacers win so usually with him it is like he just makes a ton of threes this game was a little bit more uh he's never scored 20 in the playoffs by the way uh this was more more of a mixed bag scoring and i do think you know it's it's funny to you know, I think it's hilarious whenever you can say role player X on the Bucks scored as many as star Y on the Nets. The Bryn Forbes, Jimmy Butler. The memorial <laughs> the memorial stat. We got Pat and James Harden coming out with twenty apiece in this one. There we go. More than Kyrie too, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Pat Cotton scored. You know as much what's as funny? Kyrie we we
1: scored as much as Kyrie did. <laughs> That's
2: right. Exactly. Uh us and Pat outscored uh scored as much as Harden and Kyrie. Um but it is a big deal if he can convert some some more shots at the rim. I just think, you know, when you're looking at wing players, I don't want to use the term elite, but like really skilled two-way wing players. It's like, can you do – Roe laughing. I'm
3: sorry. He's I laughing. Say, elite.
2: I didn't say the word. I have to look away from the screen sometimes. But there's – like continue. Guys. Sorry, sorry. But it's like that, that's – you need – the as a wing player, like as a not-initiator player, you need the bag of can you drive, kick, or okay. shoot, like those three things – Patch passing looks pretty good. He's not a guy who turns the ball over. He had zero turnovers again, yes. which is a, a common thing for him. We know he can shoot. And I think honestly, the shot looks as good as ever. Like one of them was audacious, like running and falling out of bounds, but I that think quarter looked, three. Yeah, it's a little too yeah. much. He probably could have settled <laughs> down a little, but he almost made it too. It was, it was a, a down and up in and out shot, but, um, he looked very confident and the, the stroke looked good, but, I just think like if he can add that that drive aspect to the game, it's gonna help him a lot. And it's just you know, I tweeted this at one point and it sounds a little corny, but it's like I think a lot of people, myself certainly included, got jokes off like, oh, I'll sign Giannis's workout buddy, you know, wow. the same summer they signed his brother, like, okay, you just whatever. Maybe it's not a stupid idea to invest in guys who are like in the gym as much as Giannis and like really steadfastly working on improving their game, like maybe that's a good thing to keep that stuff in mind. I feel like, you know, especially like a few years ago, the analytics movement and everything, there was this urge to just like throw away all those kind of ideas. Who cares if he's a hard worker? What's his three-point percentage? Everything else. Shouts to Pat, who's like completely reinvented himself as a very good wing player and clearly is not satisfied with what he was last year, which was a very good wing player. Go ahead, Rohan. Knock me
1: it's not it's not i'm not i'm not mocking you (laughs) it's just funny pat coddison on in terms of wings i don't want to use the term elite
3: well (laughs) well. (laughs) hey star in your role that's what that's what he does
1: gets better every day uh, that was very funny i had to tweet that out as we were recording oh good Uh, perfect (laughs) perfect. (laughs) Uh, that's a great tweet
2: okay that's a great tweet we're
1: reading the season
2: yeah. Uh, <laughs> if um, any,
1: anyone listening to this who saw that tweet as it happened, shout uh, out to you. I'm picking up uh, where I left
2: off. Rohan, you, you can talk Pat if you want, or pick another, yeah, Pat, another player.
1: Pat was Pat was really good. Like you, you were mentioning just his ability to Would finish the rim and just. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't use that term yet. <laughs> but so I You you convinced me on the jersey retirement. You might convince <laughs> me once this season. Yeah,
3: they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to put another ra- a banner. The Raptor come. I don't know. Twenty, thirty-two.
1: <laughs> you don't think Pat's gonna be playing here in ten years?
3: Well, to retire. I mean, he could actually. That's true.
1: Anyway, sorry, <laughs> I, I totally ruined your point. No, it's, it's okay. Um, it's just like if he—that's the one thing he really needed to add to his game, aside from like you know point point of attack creation and stuff like that but that's just that's asking for a lot but just his ability to drive is like okay if you're in the playoffs and he was a great catch and shoot three point shooter he was great at it during the playoffs, absolutely incredible but if he can add like that extra element of downhill playmaking to his game and downhill shot creation to his game like he's already been decent at it but that's just what separates those three and d wings Right, that's where you get into like I don't. I'm not going to name names, otherwise I'm, I'm going to get carried away. If I na- start naming names, Mikhail Bridges, sort of territory.
2: You know what comp I don't hate that I was thinking about today? Miles K- KCP. That is, was, KCP was yeah. like that. Like nobody really cares that much about KCP, but he was like one of the Lakers' best players when they won the championship in the bubble, and I just think. I think Pat might offer a little bit more defensively than he does, and and maybe he'll continue to get better offensively too. But just that, like, just steady. Like, you just need guys like that who are just like, like you, like you. I think you were half joking and just going off the elite thing, but like
3: starring in your role. Like, no, it's, it's true. It's really, it's, it's really it's, positive. It's the stuff that gets you paid crazy amount of money. Like that's uh, that's what it is. How, how is it? <laughs> if Rohan's dead. Um, the Patsey combo. <laughs>
2: This tweet is picking up traction too. I'm getting just getting some retweets on that. But um, Pat's probably going to opt out of his contract after the year. Isn't that funny? It's like a 5.7 million dollar player option. Like I think he's obviously going to opt out at this point.
3: Well, and I mean, we're coming off the heels of Grayson Allen getting a 10 million or not 10 million, but yeah, just a scale, yeah, yeah, an extension. It's like you kind of. I mean, he looked decent. I know he missed shots tonight. But, like, the overall function that he has in the offense, I mean, it's pretty kind of clear cut. It doesn't – you know, like, we kind of – it's what we expected when they made the trade for him a couple of months ago. Like, so, like, when he kind of had that compliment of a sharp shooter like him and who's more, you know, I would say offensive – not ready, but just something he's got, more. He's
2: got more on-ball juice for sure. Yeah, yeah.
3: And – Someone like Pat, where he can just kind of fill—he just fills in so many holes that you know, once upon a time, I don't think we ever would have expected him doing. No, that's that's the thing. He really he turned it around.
2: Um, let's talk about Grayson while we're here. I'm excited to talk Wara. I think that makes sense next. But Grayson Allen, not a great shooting debut. I wonder. Uh, maybe Giannis saying, Hey, if you're open, you better shoot. Maybe a little bit of pressure on Grayson. Like, oh, it looked God. like he, he
1: looked nervous. I, I think he, he really did. did. I think yeah. he did.
2: Three for 10 from deep. Uh, and that's from the field. He didn't, on the other, the opposite of Pat, not the opposite. He didn't even take it to, um, but I think yeah. the, the good thing and kind of speaking to that, that, that juice off the dribble, six assists for Grayson Allen, four rebounds and two steals. And this is something that I think also applies to Wara. I don't think Grayson is a tremendously consistent, you know, on-ball, off-ball defender, play-to-play. Play. But if you can poke a couple balls out and get the get the Bucks moving in transition, like you can make up for some of those sins. I think that's true for Wara as well. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to just make the whole Grayson thing about Wara. Wara really makes some explosive defensive plays. But it's like it, it's not like I don't know. I, I just think it helps a lot. But yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a super inspiring debut from Grayson. But I, I do think you saw like. Okay, it is nice to have someone else who can create a little bit off ball, especially after Drew went out. Like, you just need some guys who can start picking rolls. Or, I mean, he, what he did a lot was super unsexy, but like, dribble over to the left wing and just get the ball to Giannis in the post. And it sounds like such a simple thing. The he was Bucks, good at being an outlet. The Bucs have, had, yes. no, and the other, that too, but like, uh, just getting the post touches set up, the Bucks have had a few guys who like really could not do that. So just like making those, actions easier was nice i think
1: yeah like- it, was, it was really good to see him sort of be in that role right off the bat like i mentioned up top he did look a little nervous with his shots it's almost like oh man i'm real i'm wide open right now <laughs> like, these are the type of shots i'm gonna be getting oh man i'd better hit this <laughs> sort of um, it, it looks like he was taking a little more time than usual to get a shot instead of just you know going in rhythm but it seems like he found game speed right away like it, and that's to be expected. Like, he played last season in Memphis. They're not playing many high-stakes games, especially, like, you're not playing in a game against the Brooklyn Nets where you're like, oh, God, this is the basically the finals when it comes playoff time. Like, and I'm going to be taking these shots. Like, I'm not pretending I know the psyche of Grayson Allen but it's it's easy to see how you could feel like that in that situation and he did look more comfortable as the game went on and he sort of got into a rhythm like that transition three after the war of block which we'll talk about that was that was in rhythm it was crisp it was clean and he just he just found a shot going forward
3: that stop on Harden too like oh yes the fourth quarter like that's where where you're saying like you're not expecting him to be this ball stopper or, you know, or, you know, be anything more than what he is. He's not, he's more on the the slight side. He's not Bryn Forbes level where you're just kind of like crossing your fingers and hoping he, you know, stays upright. Um, But he has something there where he just, he knows what he he knows how to play on the floor. Um, And yeah, that, that was really impressive. And like you said, the six assists, there's just, there is, theres Overall, like whether it was passes to Grayson or he just kind of had the ball moving, which is another point to like Pat's just kind of overall repertoire. Um, the ball was just like zinging and popping everywhere, and it just it compared to like how we saw them against the Nets during the playoffs, which you know that's on another level of, <laughs> of stagnant ball movement and all that stuff. It looked it was really juiced up tonight um, in terms of just the kind of. I don't know, just their offensive ball movement.
2: Yeah, I, I thought I think I just think like I'm just okay with that trade off from defense to offense. Uh, whether you're talking about Dante or PJ, I think Grayson not as good as either on that end. But if you can provide more, especially just more consistently and more tools offensively, I just think it's worth it because you look at the projected four starters and it's Drew, Chris, Giannis, Brook when Chris is the worst defender in a group of four, you know it's a damn good group of four defenders. Three of the guys are like in all defensive consideration, at least a little bit for Brooks' case. Giannis and Drew might both be first team. Like, you can afford it. You again. can afford again. Yeah. yeah. I just think it's a really smart trade-off. And there's, and again, it's like, there's, I don't think Dante gets traded. We never know. I don't want to get into the whole Dante thing, but they'll still have that flexibility when they're healthy of playing more defense if they need to. But... I love having the offense to start. I just think if you – we all watched. I know our listeners probably watched every single minute in the playoffs. They just – they needed offense more and I think it was a smart move to go for it. Speaking of offense, Jordan Wara. Um, I love that we did a full parabola on Jordan Wara because we started right right after the the playoff run. Hope he's ready. He's going to have to play. They're not going to have any guys and then (laughs) – He's not going to play a single minute. They have so many players, and now part of it is injuries, but now it's like, okay, he's he's right there in the rotation again. I think this is the kind of game that means he's not going to leave the rotation again. I thought he was a little shaky at first. I thought he got it together, though. 15 points, six rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block, one turnover. Six for 13 from the field, three for six from deep. I mean, I I think bigger. Bryn Forbes is actually insulting to War at this point. I think he offers a whole lot more than that. Although I see that comp thrown around. But uh, Jordan, you go first. What were your thoughts on War the scorer tonight?
3: Um, as you said, I think he had a kind of had Grayson like shakiness to you know, um, shake out. I guess. Um, but when it got to it, and you know, injuries are affecting the bucks rotation starting lineup, obviously. I mean, it was really, really, really strong stuff doing stuff that, you know, there's the, the, the scoring that he obviously brings, but like his handle looks a lot tighter. Like he would kind of lose it pretty quickly. Sometimes if, like, you know, he's kind of getting, um, pressure from, you know, opposing defenders and all that stuff. Um, what always has kind of been the thing for me that's been more interesting, but outside of just, you know, how quickly he gets his shot out. He, if he like connects all of like his just, you know, handle and all of his moves and everything, he's just so big in ways that like, there's not, like, he is the closest thing to like Chris on the roster, but he just yet has more size and just kind of can finish through people. And like, the score that he had at the end of the third quarter, right? yeah, the buzzer beater, the, the floater. Yeah, the buzzer yeah, beater. That was like, my play of the game from him for sure. That that's like something that's they just they just haven't had in terms of like outside of you know the the core of Giannis, Chris. Before that, like Bledsoe, and you know, obviously now Drew. I mean, Malcolm Brogdon kind of you know was more of a driver than he was like you know lights or like high volume. Uh, shooter or anything like that, but he just i don't know it's a different kind of dimension that he gives them that is just so impressive and I mean the defensive ever tonight was really there like it locked in more than we've ever seen yeah. <laughs> uh, to put it plainly uh the block on Katie was Ooh, just cool, ridiculous. Cool. I think he had a quote that he thought he was gonna get punched in the face yeah he, <laughs> the- <laughs> no, he, no,
1: he thought he thought he was going to get punched on like he was gonna oh punched it right. oh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah that makes more sense um maybe it's yeah. worried about kd's bodyguard
3: that's true the we didn't see him we didn't KD's see him face. Nope. that's oh hmm. yeah. <laughs> anyway, i wish that kind of the joke um anyway um uh yeah impressive stuff 15 points whatever it what was it six for 13 On the field he, yeah yeah well, great let
1: stuff. me let me let me simplify this he's a hooper yeah there you he go. is there you go he is a hooper I mean, no but, but in all seriousness though, like what you're talking about during that unknown like uh, unseen dimension I should say about a box role player, just the ability to create off the dribble for yourself that's yep. such a, you, you it's so simple, but it's also like so foreign to the bucks in terms of their role players, yeah, like they've been they've been uh filling out their roster over the years to like fit specific roles like oh you you get shooters, you get defenders, you get guys who are shoot past dribble. that's what uh. That's what John Horst always loves to say. You need guys who can do all of that. They just, it's its difficult. It really is because these guys are talented, but you just got to get some of these guys who can just create for themselves. Like obviously Giannis, Chris, Drew, those guys are just, you know, they're the stars of the team. So you can't really say, oh, those three are role players who can create for themselves. It's just like another guy, just who's another outlet for you. Who's like, you can give the ball to them and say, hey, can you score please? We literally have nothing else working for us. That's what Jordan Wara can be.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I don't want to rule out Rodney Hood coming back and being good. I think Rodney Hill, Rodney Hood, when he does come back to action, is going to have like an uphill climb to getting that, that bench spark plug role out of Jordan. Like I I just think Jordan Wara's got a real chance here to firm this up. And being this good in this kind of a game against that opponent is, is just huge. Like the, the floater, I thought was the my play of the game for him. No, I don't do this for every player, but like he had, he just had too many like dribble, 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 step back threes possessions before that, and it looked like it was going to be another one. And I was like, I, you just you got to vary it. Like he's not hitting the roller yep. on pick and roll. Granted, some of those were mamu rolling, which is not not ideal. Um, And and Brook, I think, just like when Brook catches the ball too far from the basket in traffic, it's just very like the opponents poke it out a lot of the time. He kind of needs some space. But he has to do something else. He had way too many step back threes. And he kind of lulls. I think it was Claxton, actually, to sleep on that. Which, again, like Claxton just uh, um, – He lulls him to sleep, gets by him by not – And, again, like you said, Jordan, the dribble package looked nice. I mean, he really – he kept control of the thing. He he definitely was playing on the fact that he had taken so many step back threes. Gets by Claxton like a floater heading toward Durant, I think, which is probably qualifies as the Nets' best interior defender. It was oh, yeah. just a really impressive bucket. It wasn't a. It was a shot clock buzzer beater, not the quarter. But the Nets, I don't think, got up a That's shot. That's right. Yep. I don't think the Nets got up a shot afterward. I know at the end of the first quarter, Harden chose not to have, do the heave, which I always think is funny. Um, but I yeah, really impressive game from Jordan War. And especially if you assume Drew is gonna be out for a couple of weeks, maybe, maybe less, a couple of games at least, most likely. Portis, if he takes a while to get back, they're gonna need that offense. And it's kind of exciting to see uh what he'll get to do in that role. As long as everyone does get back healthy soon, obviously.
3: Maybe exciting, not the right word, but it is well, a nice silver lining. That's the thing, is that like, you know, Adam and I were talking about this yesterday, like this is very well the deepest roster the Bucks have ever had but at the same time you know not all of those players can stick you know whether it's due to injury or just it never works out <coughs> dj augustine um but totally you know like final it, secret I,
1: weapon tory i craig. thought you were gonna say tory craig
3: <laughs> yeah exactly like it, we we know firsthand he's you know trying to fill in these uh role players doesn't you know always work out but like it, this is the t- kind of games where if he can put it consistently, which you know that's the biggest challenge for any you know rookie or sophomore like Nora or Wora uh, is um, if he you know takes this opportunity and runs with it, like that's what gets him not just foot in the door. It's you know he's the eighth man, seventh man, yeah, you know in the rotation. So it, that's where it's like these games are big steps for for him, and you know obviously. It wasn't like Bud. Bud was kind of forced to put it into the game because of you know where they have been and just the amount of players that are still out um, to start the season. But you know it's it won't be long if he can string this together that he Bud's going to have to keep turning to him just because he offers such a you know the offense really pops when he has it going like that. Yeah, I mean it's just
2: you think about fully healthy Bucks teams. I don't know how often we'd see it, but that lineup that they like with the starters, but Pat in for Brooke, their, their go-to small ball. Like lineup, small, yep. Like Wara in for Pat in that group could really be I mean, Pat, we just talked about how great Pat has been, and I still agree with that. But I think if if you're would would Giannis be the like the least off-the-bounce creation in that? I don't know if that's correct to say, but if the lineup is Drew, Grayson, Wara, Chris Giannis, that's just that's a
3: lot Let's of all I'd say offense, Grayson man. is out probably of Grayson.
2: That. Probably Grayson. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but it, it there's it, there's just so many. I think that's what's exciting. I mean, we'd even talk about uh Ozilay who kind of I would view him more as like a defensive-minded player. That like you'll yeah, you'll sure. take what you can get with his offense, obviously. Yeah. Um, but the fact that they just kind of I don't know. Maybe it's just the fact that like I wanted <laughs> I was sticking into the offseason and I did not watch any of the preseason. I explained why. I wanted to save it for ring night <laughs> and not have you know um, yeah, I won't get into my reasoning further, <laughs> but like the it just kinda dawned on me watching it where it's like they have so many it's not just the deep yeah, uh, rosters. It's a way that they could play in so many different ways. That like yeah. last year, honestly, could have just been scratching the surface um, in that sense, which is very exciting to see.
2: And I think they're clearly. I think my favorite part about it is they're doing that while seeming to acknowledge Giannis at the five is the future of yep. of the team. Like that's where we're going. Every guy they brought in was like, "Oh, this guy would work well as the." insert number one through four with Giannis at the five in these lineups. Like that's why you bring in semi and hood and you give war an expanded role. Like let's figure out, let Pat play more at the four. Like let's figure out how we can unlock this more. And and even, I, I think this is a more of a reach, but even Mamu to an extent, like kind of that Portis esque. like what, what can, what can we find more guys who are like four slash fives who maybe offensively have can stretch a little bit. I don't know. Maybe that's a little bit of a stretch. But might, do, it
3: might be a little bit. It might of be strange. a couple of years. but No, I don't think I he will not, he's going to play this year in serious yeah. games. But I will say, though, he had a nice vertical or verticality, I, I think, in his – I mean, he didn't play much. But for as much as, like, the concerns I had about him defensively and, you know, what his uh, rep was, I guess, coming out of Seton Hall, like, if he just gives effort on it, energy and effort—that that old cliche—he um, moves. He's than yeah,
1: he moved. <laughs> I almost had a stroke.
3: Make sure you have my big white collars. Right
1: <laughs> there we go.
2: Um, Rohan, I can't believe we've gotten this long without you explaining. I know. I'm waiting. Exciting. I'm waiting. There it is. Oh well, yeah. yeah. Honestly, just to—I'll to, let you go. This is your guy. I was pretty impressed. I was pretty impressed with the run.
1: What's oh. not to like? What can you tell me one thing he was bad
2: at? No. I I think my favorite is the way he only had
1: one foul tonight, which that's incredible. Exactly. That's is that a did, career he low? He did actually played he pulled a blood so also with the hands behind his yes, back. I, I, regarding that, I noticed that but right away. The
2: funniest part is he can't actually, he can't, he can't commit to it. He can't yep, help he's himself. Like, well. oh, he's like, every search. five seconds, one of them comes back. He's like, no, no, I can't, I can't. I love the Nassus, man.
1: It's a, it was a perfect, perfect performance. Yeah. I, I hesitated, but I'm going. I'm saying it with chess. Perfect performance. Oh, <laughs> I
3: would Nassus. agree. I, yeah. The other thing, too, not, this has nothing to do with the basketball it was nice to see him have his moment and celebrate ring night just because he couldn't do it yes, when they clinched. It really was like, that was the same with Pashke being the MC. This is you. I'm taking this off course. I'm sorry, but no, like pa- Pashki be the MC for, and I mean, obviously it was nationally televised and all that stuff, but he would have been part of the celebrations, all that stuff for the same reason. But he was, I believe had COVID during that time. Like it was cool to see Thanasis, beef and in that sense and then you know when opportunity comes calling for him like he just he <laughs> looked good that the one do you have something did he have the um, oh it was against Bill sap he took him off like, the dribble right yeah he took him off the dribble and did like his little like kind of i don't know what you call it it's like He's making a pizza and you throw it in the air, but it's like (laughs) with a basketball. It's like, uh, like but he does it. He does it really well. I don't understand how it works. But yeah, it's a weird attempt at a floater. A very very it's like
2: it's an underhand skyhook. Like, did you see the the commercial or the NBA seventy five thing with like Dirk and Kareem showing him? Maybe Kareem showed Thanasis how to do the flying through the air contorted (laughs) underhand pizza version. I like calling it the pizza, the Palermo's floater from Thanasis. There,
1: no free bread deals, Ty.
2: So yeah, true, true. (laughs) The 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 local brand pizza floater scoop from Thanasis. I will say. They needed him in this game. And I think they're gonna yeah. need him as long as Semi I keep forgetting Portis. Semi and Portis yeah. are both out. Like he is by def, like what was he there? If you count Pat, he's their second bench big. If you don't, he's basically their bench big. Like, like it's important. It, it, I mean, you know, in the in the in the immediate scheme of things. Long term, maybe not. But right plus now, plus eight in twelve
3: and a half minutes.
1: Did I did I hear Ty doubting in a tetacumpo? Never. Long term. You know I wouldn't do that. Well, I just heard it. That relax.
2: <laughs> it's especially important in the short term while they're without so many players. Like, they just need him. And I think that, you oh, know, yeah, it's, they need it's, bodies. it's one – yeah, they do. It's one game, but it's nice to see him play a little more controlled defensively and only pick up the one foul because TA is a guy you can get four fouls in like three minutes and
3: that – it could have gotten ten. we could have gotten more mamu. Um, I'll take, I'll take the moment where he was kind of overplaying Harden, and he kind of shake or shook him off a little bit off the dribble, rather than you know just kind of be battering ram the yeah. yeah, yeah, Especially a guy like Harden who lives for that. Yeah, also made both of his Ruthos, which is very
2: rare for the nasty. I wonder if yeah. he is just next to Giannis doing the same shooting workout the entire time. Like they might mirror they, they, might, they might have had the same peaks and valleys throughout their careers. Oppenheimer's doing double the work or he's <laughs> he's two two for one sessions. It's like when you split a cable box, like it goes to Giannis and Fenassis. <laughs> it's the same, it's the same input.
1: But it it was great. Like you both mentioned, they're gonna need him, especially at the start of the season. It's just it's it's great to see. I've I've firmly been a believer in Thanasis uh, during his tenure with the Bucks, so it's nice to see nice to see a payoff. It really is.
2: It is. Um, some quick hitters here. We said we were going to go short. We didn't. Who's who is shot? Not what, I. What else is new? I know. I know. <laughs>
3: uh,
2: Chris just continues to look really good. I think I don't, I don't have a ton, which is sad, but just thought a really good Chris game. I thought he looked good initiating the offense more with Drew out. Um, and, and took the KD shifts and I thought did a pretty admirable job on KD. Again, KD's always gonna get his. I know Stan Van Gundy, who so glad, Stan. I mean, sorry you got fired by guy, but glad you're back in the booth because it, it is. I think going. he was glad
3: to be back in the booth. I, too. Yeah, I think he is.
2: <laughs> I mean, hey, there's no better situation than a coach getting fired one year into a deal and walking back into a per- like just basically getting double cash for like four more years. Stan Van Gundy a hustler.
3: And if we're being honest. Might have dodged a bullet, considering just, yeah, yeah what's going
2: on. Yeah, I, I hear there's more in the Zion pipeline coming too, so we'll, we'll see, uh, more news. I don't know what that's gonna be, yeah. but I, I just thought Chris really good. Uh, one for four from deep. So again, like Giannis, not a great variance game from Chris and was not getting a whistle. He, he shot four free throws. Three of them were on a flagrant that he went under him, so I guess he had an end one at one point. I don't remember. Um, but just solid game. Great to see him starting off hot. I know you said this before, Rohan. Like doesn't always do that, so it's nice to see that happening.
1: It's it's just good just to get into a rhythm right away, like we talked about. He's been active all summer playing basketball, so that's probably helping a lot. But yeah, it's like the shooting. We 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 should not be worried about Chris Middleton shooting no. efficiency. Oh, like, no, come on, no, yeah, like this. No, I'm not saying you are. I'm yeah. just saying in general we we should not overreact to that. Like, come on, this is Chris Middleton we're talking about. This is he's, he's better than Prime Paul George. What are we talking about here?
2: I loved his first two small backup post I think it was first Javon Carter. Javon, Javon Carter. Javon Carter. Yeah. yeah, you can be the greatest six foot three defender of all time, dude. You're you're not stopping that if if you're he's six, six three. One. Yeah, he's not even. Yeah. Um,
1: That's how you know you're back. The Bucks dominating the boards. Chris Middleton uh, just shooting over guys. It's just Bucks basketball is back, baby. Mm -hmm. It truly is. It's wild that we're back. Like it feels
2: like we never left.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And literally, they they won the championship three months ago. I think it's tomorrow. It's going to be three months tomorrow. (laughs) That is wild. And it's like it feels
2: like it's been like two weeks. It's a weird frame of reference, but I have to keep reminding myself. The Pat Cotton in contract is less than one year old. Yeah. That's how weird the NBA is. Same count, Jan-
3: Giannis the whole Oh, yeah. That, that's weird. That, that, we're that's not great. even at a
2: year that's there. That's 10 months. Yeah. That was. Oh, no. Wait, was it December? Yeah. It was, it was, like it was December. It was so, like yeah. a couple days
3: before the start of the season. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah.
1: <sighs> how far we've <have> we come.
3: <laughs> I know.
2: Uh, I think the last guy we didn't really talk about was George Hill. Not
3: a Brooke. great. Not a great. Oh, yeah. Brooke. Yeah. I yeah, love Brooke looking look good. Yeah, everybody there. Like, there was no. I mean, people had down you know shooting nights like Grayson or you know whatever the case may be, but no one looked outright bad. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like everybody when you lead the Nets as handily or beat the Nets as handily as they did, like they just it was pretty. It was a very complete performance
2: all around. Yeah, I mean, Brook with three blocks uh, and the shot looked pretty good. Two for four from Brook. I do like just the way the guys are like I know Let It Fly had some negative connotations for the Bucks for a while, but I just thought everyone's shots, like the way they were shooting, just looked really good. Um, but I think, you know, my my our take on I don't I don't know, Jordan, where you were at, but on like the Bucks win total, like projections. But Rohan and I were like 60 plus
1: going into the year.
3: I don't know if I would have gone that hi you, you
1: famously didn't make a prediction i now. didn't make a prediction
3: but we had we had a question about uh someone had future bets and i think i think the line for it was it was over unders i think it was like 54 and a half or something like that and i felt like i mean that's that's it's comfortably also, over yeah and if then, you're if you're a one two seed, you're generally gonna eclipse that mark especially e- even as improved as the east seemingly looks to be the thing about that though is Every team
2: except the one the Bucs just beat by 20 or whatever, 23, without five rotation players, is clearly worse. Like every team you're basically playing, except for Brooklyn, is wor- not not worse than they were, but they're worse than the Bucs. And it's not all that close. I just think even if the middle is better, I don't think that's a negative for the Bucs win.
3: I don't think it matters, right? Like, Oh, because some of those teams are going to be worse. Like Orlando's oh, yeah. probably another – Five or five seed, uh, or top top five like lottery team. Like they might be even top three.
1: Yeah, I think um, so. might be top one. Yeah, that's, <laughs> they're gonna be bad. They're gonna be <laughs> yeah. bad. Um, um,
2: poor John. John Hammond deserves something nice. Can we get Wemby down there or something like? <laughs> something. Uh, no, you know what, what? I mean. They have Robin Lopez. In, that's, that's true. They do. In, in John Hammond fashion, it'll be like if they if they pick fifteen. This well. That's the issue. I don't know how they're going to get up to 15. Uh-huh. No. Uh, whatever. But I, I think this was they a... trade with the Heat. Oh, oh, okay. I like what you did there. Um, or Chicago. No, they already did trade with Chicago, so that's how they'll get to 15. Um, this was a very positive game, I think, for the Bucs win a lot of games case, though, because yeah. without a lot of players against a very good team, that's
3: that's the what, thing. they
2: ended up shooting really well. And they won comfortably, so... You know, I don't even know what to say. I guess, like, Pat's Pat was the variance guy in this game. Four for nine from deep. Nobody else. I mean, Wara, like, a couple guys hit 50%. That's not that unusual. Uh Pat was actually less than 50%, so maybe he wasn't the variance guy. But, like, just if they're healthy and they have more bodies, I just think they're going to steamroll a lot of teams. So, it's going to be a fun year. I mean, honestly, I came away from this game like, holy crap. I keep saying they're going to be really good, and that was my preseason takeaway, too, just, like, They have a lot of guys who can play and they look very good together and they're doing more fun stuff offensively. Just that's – it's still the case. They're going to be awesome. It's going to be a great year. And I know I say this constantly, but like – and I think it's easier now post-championship. But like enjoy every game where they look this awesome. Like it's this. – don't take this for granted. Don't
3: try to skip to postseason like 2K. Let's have fun, folks. I think too because it is against the Nets, there isn't that like – um this like Goliath factor, they've slayed him. You know what I mean? And granted, it's you know, the, it's different environments. It's not game seven of uh, you know, 3-3 three, three series in the second round of the playoffs. It's the opening night game. But like even when it was kind of getting close at times where Nets are making the run close to the end of the second quarter, um, and kind of just you know breathing down the bucks back a little bit it just didn't have that intimidating factor that like it felt in those moments. And granted, again, have to specify or clarify the environments are totally different, but like, it just, the fact that they have beaten the team as stacked as they are and everybody views him, them as, you know, title favorites. To see, you know, if you look at people I respect and their, their work and all that stuff, like, it, it's it's crazy how i was i think that was one of my biggest things is like how does watching them climb the mountaintop and now like you know this quest to go back to back how does that like experience feel like because we just never have ever felt that outside of the packers um and it's it's very weirdly calming and the fact that you just like they've they've done it before like you kind of feel like they're gonna do it again and it Considering it that's like a it should be like whiplash because of how everybody talked about them, you know, just a couple months ago. Like, oh, can they never could do this, they could never do this. You know, they're not look at their offense, look at their their coach buds doing like all like we would just glom onto these little things. And now it's like everything just you know has fallen into place in terms of just like watching this team and not feelings just (laughs) the way we felt about the bucks before. I think
2: uh I, just to the point on on how they looked against Brooklyn specifically, they never like the principals, especially the guys who played and were here for the yep. championship, but um I mean even War to an extent who didn't really play but was there, like I just think at no point did anyone anyone like outside of like the new guy, like Grayson's thing, and, and a little bit War at the very beginning, nobody looked tight. Like the Nets push it to five and it's like, oh, they're so good and, for a while, they're just hitting every single three, and it's like Chris and Giannis and Brooke and Pat and, and to an extent, Wara, Okay, we're just gonna go back down and score again. Or we're, gonna, we're oh we're let we're we're taking too many jumpers. We're gonna go inside for three straight possessions. Giannis is gonna take over and and grab every rebound. Like it just looked not to make it sound like they weren't having fun because they were, but it was just more like matter of fact. Like we know yes. how to do this. Like we know yes. we know exactly what we can do to win this it's game like- against this team. We're just like, let's just go execute. Like we know what to do here. And I still think the good news for the Bucs in a potential probable nets Bucks series is I think they have – like the Nets have less counters than the Bucs do to what each team wants to do. Like the Bucs went into that mode when they had to and the Nets had no answer. And, and the Bucks every time it got close, oh, now it's a 16-point lead again and, and that's that. With KD on the floor, which I just think – It's just so impressive, man. Like, I know they're down. Uh, We started calling him Voldemort on our Nets Bucks preview (laughs) pod, the net who shall not be named. But, like, it's still a team with James Harden and Kevin Durant. And the fact that the Bucks can go out there and just blitz lineups with those guys is just ridiculously impressive. And I think, again, not something I want to take for granted because the thought of that happening, the thought of KD and Harden both being minus 20 in a game like this, uh, two years ago is like unfathomable.
3: It's weird. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's to to sum it up, to sum it up, man, it's good. It's good to watch this Bucks team. Yeah, man, it feels good to watch this Bucks team. <laughs> oh, is this?
2: Uh, are you gonna do a Coolio remix?
1: <laughs> Damn,
2: it feels good to watch this Bucks team. <laughs> I'm not gonna try and do the next line. Um, that that could be tenuous, <laughs> but. Yeah, it is. Um, do we have anything else we want to do? I, I know. I know. We're over. Real quick, what was everyone's fast favorite part of RingNet? I know, Jordan, you may be writing about this on the GSPN Substack. Go subscribe, gspn.substack.com. But for me, I will say I thought back – I looked back uh, – not look. I thought back to like Giannis watching the thing go up. It reminded me a lot of that video the Bucks made of him showing his parents – the, the the and it was more the retired numbers but you can see the banner up there in that video and kareem oscar robertson maybe my number will be up there someday watching Giannis see the banner he led them to get unveiled and thought that was an awesome full circle moment i feel like i think about Giannis his whole life a lot more i think mir and fader we probably owe a great deal of gratitude for for that but that was it for me um and, and Giannis in the tunnel was awesome too
1: um, uh, mine's got to be Axel Dupont being that. <laughs> yeah, okay. and that was hiding.
3: I, that, was that was cool. That I wasn't just because PJ and um, Bryn, Bryn. on like NBA teams. Yeah, yeah. so I was but like, oh no, yeah, like I got
1: no Diakite though. That's true.
3: Yeah, it's or uh where's
2: where's Justin uh, Jeff Jefferson? Justin Jackson. Jackson Jackson. Damn it, the other guy Miles was on the way one. to Turkey. Yeah.
3: Yeah, Is it, did it's,
2: I miss that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Jordan always has the latest Elijah Bryant. I play, oh, yeah. Sorry, played I into just,
3: that. I do. Oh, I forgot about that. Weirdly I'm enough, enough there, Adam, Adam told me that because I did see that. <laughs> I played that off. Um. Uh, there were so many different moments.
1: Okay, wait. Can I say my serious thing? It's not actually yeah. too funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's, okay. <laughs> uh, it's it's Giannis hugging Jim Paschke. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, a great that's, one. That was. That is the most wholesome stuff I have seen in a long time. And, and Jim's yeah. shirt,
3: the opposite of the
1: yeah. honest shirt, that
3: was that was super cool. That was awesome.
1: Yeah. I man, it's going to be tough being without Jim this season. I know. But Lee, Lisa, Lisa, rocks. Lisa rocks. Lisa, guys, Lisa's is really good, hard. but it's it's, be, uh, yeah. it, it's tough without Jim. Yeah. Sorry, Jordan. Go ahead. No,
3: I I think you kind of I totally forgot about the moment. I think you, I th- I would have to agree with you. That was like it was the cherry, like it was the perfect. He wore, wears the shirt. You know, yeah, because he missed the game six and all that stuff, and it was like the perfect kind of just like close just close the circle kind of thing, full circle moment. There we go. I finally said it.
1: Yeah, uh, I <laughs> noticed the shirt at first. Yeah,
3: Jim that was like, yeah. He like just like was about to like walk past him, and he's like, "No, what?"
1: what? And he's like looking at it.
3: <laughs> no, oh yeah, man, man. that's pretty cool. It was it's just
1: wholesome. Uh, yeah. Wholesome content. We we love wholesome Giannis content. The, the pick of, content in general.
2: The pick of Giannis's smile during the hug is just like top notch.
3: And seeing him I and the other like when Thanassus Scott was getting his ring too and he was like smiling about that, like yeah, that was it was very the, like the good stuff. It was just yeah. well done. Everything about it was like perfect. Either shout out to Herb Cole. Like that was Yeah, I'm glad he got to see this. I am very glad he got to see this. I didn't anticipate that and that was like a perfect moment. And you know, we have our feelings about him and how the Bucks were during his time, but we all know the significance of his um, you know, reason for being the Bucks owner and why the team still is here.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. Um but I think finally we've exhausted our thoughts. I mean, when the game is this fun, you gotta go long. It's just to, it's a
1: yeah. it's a big moment. It's it a big day. It is. This a is a day team. that none of us will ever forget. It's just it's an incredible experience. We got to see the Milwaukee Bucks get their championship rings. Another banner oh. lifted into the rafters. QR the
3: codes. <laughs>
2: yeah, the QR
1: codes. Can we make it? Second banner at Can
2: we make it so the. Uh, the uh, link tree for the for GSPN comes up. Oh. In I actually
3: have. The, I was gonna do that joke of like, um, like oh, this is what happens when you scan it. just goes right to it. Our- <laughs> that would be
2: funny.
1: dot L Y slash find GSPN. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Let's uh let's get in contact with the with justin's or whoever. I know it wasn't justin It's K Jewelers. Yeah, K Jewelers. Yeah. Well, it's also it's someone from L A. Do it too. I think. Yeah, and Brandon
1: Jennings. <laughs> Brandon Jennings. Apparently, yeah.
2: When they show A the video, when they show the video of like the guy like like engineering the stones and putting it on, I was expecting for it to pan out and just be <laughs> Brandon Jennings. like he's really, really in the lab. I thought it was gonna be things.
3: Neil Wayne. That's what he does on Bachelor. <laughs> Sorry, that's a very <laughs> obscure reference. All right, we got to the Bachelor. Rohan,
2: okay,
1: minutes. let's 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 wrap this up. This is this has been an incredible episode of uh the Eurostep Podcast Network. It's our first collab in a bit. We're going to be doing a lot of collabs because guess what, everyone? The season is here. I mean, you already know that. We just talked about Game One of the ring ceremony. Whatever. I'm rambling. We're we're fully back since I'm rambling. Uh No, thank you for listening to this episode. Make sure you are subscribed on your podcast platform of Subscribe to the Substack gspn.subsec.com. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, Eurostep Podcast Network on YouTube. Make sure you leave a five-star rating on Apple. Everything else doesn't matter. Just don't bother with the We appreciate all listeners. We, we, get, we get allegations
2: we that we're Apple biased. We appreciate all listeners.
1: Oh, 100%. We appreciate every single listener. I, I love all of you. That sounded really weird. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Let's just, yeah, thanks for listening. (laughs) we'll talk to you next time. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming.